On this week's episode of the Into Geek Podcast, things got a little long, so we decided to take episode 13 and chop it up into two parts. This first part is going to be all about the movie challenge presented to us by the rotating chair, as Allison, Chase, and myself are given three new movies we have to watch and review. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to our Halloween part three episode. I feel like uh, it's not appropriate for you to sound like that. You should sound more, uh, <laughs> more, more like puzzling. Yes. How do you sound puzzling? Hello. I, I don't know, actually. <laughs> Hello. What is this question? Uh, I don't know. Uh, do, uh, so, uh, well, I'm just, yeah. I, I just started talking. I, I haven't like, introduced anything. Uh, folks, uh, tonight, uh, Chase is the Riddler. Um, the uh, Riddle me this. Riddle me this. <laughs> Uh, and I am a plague doctor or or a dark wizard. I don't know. Uh, I had a hat, but I can't put my thing on. I still think you look like the guy from uh, one of the characters in uh, Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> like yeah. the password, please. For you. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm I, I could wear this to like a weird gangbang, probably. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it seems yeah. fine or whatever. Uh, on tonight's episode, not not just gangbangs. Uh, we're we are talking about um, the final Lovecraft Country uh, episode. Ten just came out. We're gonna have a a discussion about 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 the season, uh, the series as a whole, um, what we thought, and also how it, how it all wrapped up. Uh, and also, what we're going to talk about tonight is we were challenged by the rotating chair on YouTube uh, to to three movies, one movie for each of us, for Chase, myself, and Allison. We went and watched those movies, and we are going to give you our reviews on if you should watch them or not, uh, and what what we thought. It's, it's a whole lot to get to like you know get get like into here and everything or whatever so so uh, buckle down <laughs> yeah so uh, I, I I will I will also introduce Allison to the show. You're going to take someone's eye out. Besides, you're saying it wrong. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Hello, Allison. How are we doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> sounds just like my wife. <laughs> Chess, you're taking the trash out wrong. <laughs> If I uh, do it in a British accent, will it work I, I, Yeah, I think it will. I'm sure there's a lot okay. of things that Chase would do if you do it in a British <laughs> accent. Nope. Taken. Uh, so, let's do our movie reviews. Uh, who would like to go first? Uh, I say ladies first. No. Let's save mine for last. <laughs> it's uh, so clearly the best. I mean, I'll go first if you want. Let's do Chase first. Okay. Uh, my movie was, uh, I was challenged by Crow. Uh, was Evidence, 2012 movie, directed by Howie Askins. Uh, it is a found footage film. Uh, I'll tell you a brief thing about the plot. Pretty much four people, uh, a guy named Ron, Brett, girl Abby, and Ashley. Uh, they get an RV. Uh, Brett has never been camping. You kind of get, I guess he's a city guy stuff, so Ron's making a documentary. Taking him out to the woods, first time camping, going to record everything. Uh, while they're out there, they do the, you know, of course, drinking and stuff, and they hear strange sounds coming from the woods. The next day they wake up, they kind of go, you know, look around the woods and stuff, and they see something kind of off in the distance, and it moves, and they're kind of freaked out. The girls kind of want to leave, but uh, Ryan, the documentarian, like, is, I don't know if that's the right word, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he wants to keep him there, you know, finish his documentary. Uh, then that night, uh, something kind of attacks them a little bit, like moves their tent stuff. They see stuff in the woods, 
freaks him out. They run back to the RV. They want to go home. Ryan is talking to him. He's like, hey, like, I left my tent out there. And I mean, like, this is a problem I have with the movie. Like, they should just get in their car and just leave. And, like, Ron's like, I left my tent out there. And Brett's like, hey, I'll buy you a new fucking tent, man. Let's get the fuck out of here. There's a fucking bear or something out there. Like, they're not sure where it is. They know it's kind of hairy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, So they spend the night in, uh, they said, like, hey, we'll just spend the night in the RV and we'll go get our stuff in the morning and we'll leave. And you think, like, that's when, like, that's the setup of, like, okay, this night's going to be bad. But no, like they just wake up in the morning and uh, Brett's actually not there. So Ron's like, well, maybe he went ahead to go get the stuff. And they go and he's not there. They can't find him. They come back to the RV and all the, like the engine's messed up. Like something's opened up the uh, hood of the car, messed with the engine. There's leaves and stuff all in the tent. Like maybe like an animal of some sort went in there. And then he goes out looking for him and it's this is where I thought was kind of interesting with the movie is Ryan and Brett are set up to be the main characters and they both pretty much are dead with like in the beginning kind of and Abby and Ashley who plot twist yeah like or the secondary characters end up Abby ends up or I, I don't know there's Abby and Ashley I can't tell there's a blonde and a brunette pretty much that, just go with that that, that kind of happens in my, my film as well yeah so uh, the blonde brunette and the blonde holds the camera for a while they find uh, Ron's dead body. They're getting chased, and like the movie, just if you're, if you can handle fa- found footage, uh, you might like it. Uh, I know a lot of people can't get some Disney. This would get a lot of people dizzy. It's straight like these girls running for the last thirty to forty-five minutes of this movie. It feels like Great they are just audio. constantly running. The camera's shaking constantly. Uh, a problem I have is like I mean I'm not a big found footage fan. Uh, I have a problem with found footage stuff because, like, you got to have the camera. Like, why are they still – why is she still shooting? She doesn't give a shit about the fucking thing, uh, like the documentary and stuff like that. But she's still, like, holding the camera. Now, they try to explain it with saying, like, the camera is their best sort of light. So they're using the light. of the camera. But, she, like, why are you still holding it in a way then, like, where you can see everything? Like, it's almost like you're looking through it still while you're running. Maybe like, the uh, camera had, like, night vision or something on it also. I mean, I mean, maybe it did, but I don't know. They don't, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I think it's hard. Like, some found footage movies have done it. Like, Paranormal Activity does it where, like, yeah, there's some video, but you're mostly looking through, like, the security cameras. Uh, there's a movie called My Little Eye where it's, everything's done in like a Big Brother kind of way, so it explains why like the cameras are going stuff. This movie, I, just, I was, was like, why is she still fucking even holding the camera? But they end up just keep running, running. They find like a shed and stuff, and then the the thing it's like some hairy kind of gorillish beast looking thing kind of. Uh, it's after them and it keeps running after them and stuff, and like they just run into like a barn and stuff, and then they get into the middle of this field and the lights turn on. And, like, it's, like, this huge – it's almost, like, the size of a football field and stuff. And it's got all these lights on it and stuff. And, like, you hear this PA saying, like, don't move. And, like, the creature's running, and then the creature gets shot. And the girls start running. Like, as soon as the gun goes off, the girls start running again. And they go into this place, and it's, like, this army kind of factory now. And they – this guy's kind of – like, they run into this guy, and the guy's, like, follow me, whatever. And, like – they go and they find like this pregnant alien or some kind of experiments are going on and everything's moving so quickly 
and like you see all these like crazy people like almost like someone wearing a mask i don't like you're wearing now but like you see this guy in crazy like gas mask he's wearing and like it's all these like crazy people and like it's like this army experiment that's gone wrong and there's all these dead like army soldiers and stuff and like they just keep running and you can tell like it's called evidence i guess because the camera is the evidence that things went wrong here and like the soldier was trying to get the girl with the camera like off like to this helicopter and then like that's in the movie uh it was i don't know it wasn't it wasn't really scary i mean it has some tense if you like found footage movies you might really enjoy this i'm just not a big fan of them like it had a lot of very blair witch kind of vibe to it like it was copying a lot of it but i don't know it was i mean i would give it about i'd give it about a four if you just like don't, four out of five damn oh, no, four, four i do out of ten <laughs> sorry uh four out of ten but i'm gonna raise it up one point because there is some nudity and i always will give a point for nudity it does you have a point nipple. for like each boob uh oh you only get five to see half boob but you do get to see nip- nipples so i'm giving it about five if you do like found footage i'd give four it a maybe half. a six or a seven or something <laughs> like that if you like those kind of movies you're so classy uh but no i mean the movie's all right and stuff like that uh it's got a little suspense you're kind of wondering what's going on like the little whole like it's a camping trip and then now they're an army kind of base kind of thing it's a nice kind of twist of what's going on you know ne- i mean but like you never figure out what the experiments exactly are like one of them's a gorilla it's like he's got hair just all over his body another guy's got a gas mask on Bigfoot, and stuff maybe? like that it's if it was just like a bigfoot thing that i think would have been cooler but i don't know it's just one for me but it wasn't like the worst movie in the world. But I think <laughs> the far. important thing to mention here is the budget of this Yeah, that, that actually is the very uh, most impressive thing. The special effects and, like, what this guy did, he made this movie with twelve for $12,000. And, like, we hadn't talked about Allison's movie. Allison's movie was about triple my budget, and it looks like it was made for a lot less, though. Like, I um, mean... I think the more important question is, are you dying? Are you okay? Yeah, it's going well. You have like a, we- a weird wheeze in your voice, man. Let me take a sip of water. <laughs> it's, I'm a smoker. What can I say? <laughs> uh, when you started to talk about uh, that, them running like in the field or whatever, yeah. I, I was thinking uh, it reminded me a little bit of an old episode of Goosebumps. Uh, there was this. <laughs> they had found footage goosebumps back then. So, okay, so it were was, they the original found footage people? It was one of the only like ones that had like two parts. Yeah, and it's about this camp, and these uh, kids end up getting like uh, one by one injured, or or the, they get sent home. And, and like our main character is afraid because he thinks that they're. There's just like wolf in the in the woods or whatever and stuff, and so he's trying to like you know like like learn what's going on and, and everything, and so as, as all the kids begin to like die and stuff, um, he eventually finds out that it's all a big ruse and everybody is in on it, and the camp is this like government uh, training facility that all of these kids are learning how to like um, uh, uh, it's like. It's like training experience, right? Yeah. And you find out that, that, that like they're all aliens and they're like training to go to, to like Earth or whatever and stuff. And so like they're they're, they're like trying to like that actually sounds a little bit cooler. Yeah. So 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 as you started to, to like talk about like them in the field, I thought maybe that, that then like all, like 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 all their friends were like pop out and stuff, and it's all fake or whatever, and it's all like you no, know, nah, it wasn't like, fake or anything. I mean, there was some good elements to the movie and stuff like that. It's just I'm not really like it's hard for me to watch horror movies not because i'm scary thing it's just for some reason with horror movies like i 
like I do it more than with any other kind of movie. Like I actually really kind of picture myself. So like the girls running in the barn and stuff like that. Like lock all the doors and like shut everything. And, like get yourself in a room and you could probably be safe. But like they run back outside and like I'm, it's you know like the stereotype when people are like yelling at the movie screen and it's like girl don't open the door and so like I'm like that in my head and I try to picture what I'm like. One more time, Chase. No, I can't do that again. Come on, Rudy, don't uh, Rudy, open Rudy, the don't door. Open the door. Don't <laughs> get the pudding. <laughs> Uh, but uh, so like in horror movies I guess I do it more than I would any other movie and I was picturing like they just make bad decisions in horror movies because they're trying to get the plot to yeah, go and stuff yeah. like that I just it, that's why I have trouble watching horror movies and like this movie had like little things like that but I mean all horror movies have those like girl you know do this do that like uh, side note I, I, as like Chase is talking about like uh, choices in horror movies uh, folks Chase and Allison have both never seen Cabin in the Woods so what I propose is we, we, we watch that next week, and you guys can talk about your first experience of that. I fucking love that movie. So I would love to be there. Like, and I'll just definitely watch, check I'll it out. That. I'll definitely check it out. No, no, no. no, no this, is not, def- this, is not, this is not a maybe. I said de- what part of maybe is definitely? This is happening. I definitely <laughs> check that out. No, there's no maybe. I said definitely. <laughs> no pants on either. I oh. was thinking maybe. Oh, the nose almost got in the way. <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't, I don't like your uh, really discerning tone. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're, you're saying four out, of, four out of ten? And I'd say about a five. Okay, five out of ten. Okay, uh, a six if you are a big fan of those kind of uh, found footage movies. Uh, Allison, did you want to go next, or what do you want to go next? No, you go. It's very hard to drink in this mask. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how people. It is hilarious. Drink in these things, whatever. Because I'm, I have to like hold my head back the whole way. It's awful. You look like uh, Steve Martin and Roxanne when he's trying to drink. <laughs> hey. You need a straw. It's what you need. That would fit my entire personality. <laughs> All right, guys. My uh, my movie. from uh, It's called Razorback. Ooh. Down in the uh, Australia. It's a 1984 film. Down in the Australia. Da- it's, down, it's down near the Outback. The Outback with the onion blooming. <laughs> blooming onion. My film... Uh, it's called Razorback. It's from uh, 1984. Uh, I wanted. To, I forgot to write down the guy who directed it. I, I was, but I. I, uh, I forgot my Russell phone. Russell Mul. Perfect. Mulcahy. <laughs> Russell Mulcahy. There you go. Uh, this film. I think if you're a fan of horror films, you will like. Um, I, I would not recommend this to your casual person. That, that that just you know just in general likes movies or whatever it has a lot of 80s tropes in it and stuff um, there's a lot of like <laughs> random lighting and stuff where like you know they're they're walking out like in the dark and there's just like spotlights in the background and stuff to try you know have shots framed I think half the budget on this film was spent on fog machines because there's just fog everywhere. I don't, I don't care where they are. It, they're, they're, they're inside buildings, there's fog. They're outside, there's fog. They're in cars, there's fog. There's fog fucking everywhere. Uh, this film is about this. Uh, so it starts, oh my God. So the uh, opening, and, hold on, let me put this drink down real quick. I, I can't fucking. Okay. Okay. All right, there we go. So the uh, <laughs> film film starts uh, with this, the, the, this older guy. He's probably like in his like early 50s. Uh, he's putting his grandson to bed. 
Uh, and out of nowhere, he begins to hear these like snorts and growls outside. And, and, he, and he sees this, this giant boar that we don't see because they didn't have the budget to actually show us. So th- there's a lot of like uh, <laughs> POV shots, uh, which, which in the 80s, that, that was a lot of the um, uh, normal, normal practice was that like, it was expensive to like, show the monster. So they would just show the camera running like at people and stuff, whatever, right? So it's, it's almost like tremors a little bit. Um, and so he gets attacked by the boar. The, the boar runs through the house, takes the baby, right? Uh, and then it has a scene of him walking outside and the house on fire. And he's like on his knees, like yelling, no. And it's so absurd. And it's great. It, it's fucking <laughs> hysterical uh, because it reminds me like if you watched like, you know, scary movie and and the characters in the movie were watching like a fake movie on, on television. It would be this scene. It's so overly acted. It's fucking it's so hammy. It, it, it's amazing. Uh, but what follows is a really clever scene, actually, uh, where he gets put on trial for um, because everybody assumes that he actually like you know took the kid like and killed him or something or whatever. So what happens is you get a lot of exposition thrown at you, but it's done in this courtroom scene. So you get all the information needed, and it feels natural. So like uh, like you know his lawyers talking about well, the, you know the abor. Uh, it got shot, but because it's so big, it's it, it, it's upper layers got like you know like you know, fatty tissue and stuff. Da da da. They uh, talk about you know like like other hunters. They you know talk about like you know, characters' names and stuff or whatever. They uh, tell you that there's like not enough evidence to like you know like you know, convict him and stuff. So so it gives you everything you need to know about what's going on in this town, and it doesn't feel like this weird like out of place moment, right? So then we go from there to like two years later to. Uh, <laughs> New York. I mean, meet like like this like um, <laughs> this like female character who is this like animal rights reporter of sorts. She has the worst American accent that I've ever heard. It's just this very like, hey, how's it going there? I'm from America. <laughs> it's just like so she's 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 putting all of her acting into this, you know. Uh, God damn it, dude! I can't talk with this fucking nose. Okay, and uh, so so she takes a job because there's these um, kangaroo hunters are are that they're hunting kangaroos like. Like out of season, and so she's going there because like they're they're like almost extinct. Uh, so she goes to like the, the, the small town, and she's kind of tough, uh, you know. Like like the, the the locals like you know trying like you know fuck with her and stuff. And during the the trial, we met a couple of these hunters, and these guys are fucking dicks. Like 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 he looks like like a Mad Max character. He's probably also in Mad Max if I, if I had to guess. Uh, his name is like uh, Dicko, I think. Um, he, he's like throwing darts at her head and stuff as she's like on the phone, but she's so tough. Like she, 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 you know, takes the darts and puts them like in his beard and the whole crowd's like, Oh, she got your mate, you know, and everything. So he gets like pissed off about this and she decides to go out into the uh, outback to try and get like, you know, like B-roll footage of things. She ends up seeing the uh, boar and, uh, as she is, is, is driving back to town, uh, for Dicko and his, his, his friend, uh, whose name is Benny, roll up on this like Mad Max style fucking like hunting vehicle, and they land next to her. They they crash her vehicle, and then they're about to rape her because like because these guys are fucking like terrible people, right? Uh, the the boar shows up, it scares them off, and then it fucking kills 
the, the girl. So so it, so I I was fully expecting this board to like murder these guys, the the girl to like head back to town or whatever, ask for help, meet dude, and it's a very like Jaws moment or something, whatever. No, no, she she just dies immediately. So so I I fully thought that this was our like main character. It's very like psycho esque. It's just like okay, she, she's fucking gone, right? Uh, we then her her fiance husband from from York ends up coming to uh, here. He's also the guy who was in like like fuck Logan's Run, I think. He is the most beta male I've ever. He just just he just oozes. I I, I die pee sitting down. Like like he's just he's just not a fucking not a man's man at all. And so he's trying to find out what happened to his wife. It leads him to Jake, who was the the the, the like elder guy. Who like hunts boars, and so and, and so and so his whole thing is that like, now he's after this boar that like killed his grandson and everything, right? Uh, so it leads him there. He then uh, tells, I think his name was uh, Carl. Mm -hmm. uh, he he tells Carl uh, go check out the pet pack place because uh, Jake found the car which the the boar like tore open that that killed the chick, right? And, and so he taken and tracked it and saw its hooves, and he uh, uh, found the, this like meat hook that was off of the, their truck. And, and so and so he knows in some kind of fashion that they're like involved. Uh, so Carl goes there and, and he joins them in, in like in like working like the, at the fucking pet pack place and stuff, or whatever. And they're just like complete like inappropriate, terrible fucking people the entire time or whatever. Uh, they 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 take him out for a uh, a, a like nightly kangaroo hunt. They leave him in the fucking outback to die. They're they're just they, it's because the, 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 one, the one guy fucking Dicko shoots a kangaroo, leaves it to die. He didn't like you know like like and finish it off. So so Carl gets out like and like chops it up because like you know he feels bad for it. And then they just leave him there. And so so then he begins to get hunted by the, this fucking razorback or whatever. And he ends up in this like pig pit area. Um, he sleeps on, on, like like on, on this tower. Uh, it ends up falling over. These pigs almost eating, but, but they can't swim, apparently. I, I didn't know that, that pigs couldn't swim. Uh, and then he wanders out in the outback, and you get this fucking fever dream of editing. And it's just like, it's like almost like a, a tool video or something. It's just, it, you've got like all these like mirage style like tents and like greens and blues and reds and, and like these like bone creatures and stuff. It's, I, I think the, the direction feels very like. Uh, I don't say artistic. I, I think he was trying for that. Like, there's a lot of like really cool shots at times, uh, but then it has a lot of like just commonality. A, a lot of like just like normal normal tropes of horror stuff and shots or whatever. But every once in a while, he puts like a fucking mushroom dream or something in there. And so, uh, dude ends up uh, wandering to this uh, really hot chick's house who who's just bathing naked. She, she's just just outside on her lawn, fucking naked, fucking like bathing. Uh, he passes out and she's like fully into it. She's just like, oh man, this, this fucking dude's American. He's got to hit it, you know, whatever. And so, and so they, they have this moment. She's, she's into him. He's crying about his dead wife or whatever. Uh, she, she knows Jake. Jake comes back and, and Jake's mad because he saw the boar love like, and he didn't. So, so Jake goes out after it or whatever. And he has these fucking dogs, man. There's this scene where he sends the, the dogs out and they 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 actually start attacking fucking pigs. So like I, I guess they didn't have you know fake pigs, and so like th it, it, there's like a real fucking animal fight, fucking fucking like <laughs> it's like a cockfight with <laughs> yeah, dogs. Dude, and pigs. I was super uncomfortable. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this at all. Fuck, holy shit, or whatever. <laughs> but um, ends up uh, he gets attacked. Uh, he he tranks the the, the boar or whatever, and then he heads back. Um, he then falls it out like in the outback. Um. 
Benny and Dicko don't like him because he, he had punked him out earlier or whatever. So as he's asleep, they they take him, knock him unconscious. Fucking Dicko breaks both his fucking legs and, and, then, and then pulls him back to where the uh, pigs were. And then the, 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 the Razorback finds him fucking kills him so so that that's like two main character heroes i was like okay it's her that was okay now it's him or whatever and, and he's fucking dead too i'm like oh my god oh jesus christ like like deborah's just gonna fucking die uh you then get this like this whole thing where eventually uh that they, they they head back to to the like pet pack place or whatever uh carl the the the, the, the alpha male uh is there trying to like you know fight the boar the blonde-haired chick goes after him she shows up there's there's a, a, a really great scene where um he's trying to get the like boar's attention he's like, he's like hey, you know, over here whatever and the boar's like <laughs> he just just doesn't go towards him at all it goes towards the girl because she's the 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 the, the like obvious threat or whatever you know because 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 cause a huge pussy or whatever and uh so it, it, so you think that she dies and then carl ends up tricking it onto this like you know fucking uh conveyor belt that's very terminator-esque like where, where it drags him into this thing and then like it chops up the you know body and stuff or whatever but it's a lot like uh like sarah connor leading the, the terminator and stuff I and mean, there's a lot of that there's a lot of like really famous looking moments or whatever that, that look like they're from like other scenes and shit and whatever um and then eventually it gets chopped up he finds sarah's body hanging in the rafter somehow as if the the, uh, the fucking pig like popped her up in the i don't know it, 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 it makes no sense it, 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 it's his final like really bad scare uh it's it's not a terrible movie i don't think whatever i, I think i think it, it got lost in the shuffle um you know like like I, I like that it's it feels like a realistic movie from australia like like it, it feels like you know it, it it's their their culture lore and everything whatever and that like you know there's a monstrous boar so it, it's like you know like us having a movie about like you know bigfoot or something or whatever i i, I like that it feels like like a natural horror film from there about an animal. Well, it also stuff. came out in '84, so yeah. like I'm sure when it came out and stuff like that, it might have been a big hit there. And like, not like, really. Oh, what? Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I tried. No, it was so funny. Like the whole time you were talking about the conveyor belt scene, I just like picture Arnold Schwarzenegger looking at the Predator, was like, "Come at me! Come on, Come on get me! What like, are you waiting for?" Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's not it's not terrible. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't dislike it. Um, it's, it's not. It's not like my favorites or anything. So I, I would. I would definitely suggest it for other horror fans that oh, that, that are looking for for like a, like a for like a new monster movie, or whatever. It's it's not. It's not really gory. There is one one really fucking funny scene. So they uh, <coughs> th it keeps cutting to to this like really fat overweight guy that that lives in like a trailer, and he, he might be be like a hunter also. The the the, the boar came through. In one scene, and it went into his uh, his barn that had like food and stuff, right? So, so he he he, like, he put up this uh, trap. So, 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 so he, he put up this like uh, chain link uh, trap to like fall like on like like on the animal, right? So, so he's hanging in his house watching television. The the, the huge razorback comes in. It gets trapped, but it's too fucking big. So it begins to just like drag <laughs> the uh, chain. The chain hooks up to his. His like porch or something on accident as Razorback's running by, and it rips half his house off, and so it's just so. So he's sitting in his living room watching television, <laughs> and the house gets like fucking removed, and and so he just like fucking drinking like a fucking Foster's, and like like and like half his house is just moving off in like the distance. It's a really really funny frame scene. It's great. Um, so like more of that stuff, I think really would have uh, like you know like it worked or whatever. Oh man, also there's this. Uh, <laughs> 
this bartender who also owns the the like local hotel. He's like just like a super nice guy. Uh, Carl like first like you know shows up or whatever, and he's like, hey, like, like I need a room, and the guy's like, yeah, you know, I, I've got one in the back or whatever. He goes, yeah, I'm also looking for uh, a Jake, and um, he says, oh yeah, if you just head down like you know, left, and the guy's like, well. Is there, is there like a taxi service? And God's like, oh no, uh, here, uh, fucking take my car. <laughs> he just, like, just like, gave this guy's fucking car. He like just showed up saying, it's, it's fine, it's fine, bro. Whatever. Hey, 84 was a simple time. I know, right? What happened? So there's actually some fun facts I've come across. I love fun facts. While you were talking about this movie, um, it won some awards for best Razorback movie. So, in for the Australian Cinematographers Society. Oh, yeah, the old uh, CCC. It won cinematographer or the Dean Semler won cinematographer of the year, 1984 for this movie. And then the Australian Film Institute, they won best achievement in editing and best achievement in cinematography. I fully like understand that. I mean, like that's what I was saying is that like there's a lot of like very artistic <laughs> Um, endeavors in the film. Um, I, I feel as though like the, the guy had a really good eye for style. I just don't know if the movie matches that at all. It, yeah. it, it feels because like when you're going into it, you're expecting like just a, your basic monster film, mm-hmm. and he's doing more psychological. I don't say like you know like Rosemary's Baby or something or whatever, mm. but but it feels more like that if, if, in terms of, of like how it's shot. But if it, like it feels like. Like, you know, it, it's like five-hour words. It just, like, you know, it feels like it's really out of place. It's, it's strange. It was sweating. also nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Ooh. It, it, it was also a uh, book. Like to, so, um, okay. yeah. That's what it was adapted from. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It's based on a, a true story. All right. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Hold on. Um, like based on a true yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere a person got, got attacked by a racerback. Sweet! Yeah. Uh, the uh, characters Benny and Dicko are fucking scumbags. Like, I mean, like, there's no redeemable. Qual- okay, well, hold on. Dicko has this, this, this very weird thing where as he's running, he likes to like stop and do a twirl and then start running again. He does it four times in the movie. I don't, I don't get what it is. It's a, this OCD thing, but it's fucking hysterical. Hated the twirl. Yeah. <laughs> Bes- <laughs> Besides that, though. They are fucking scumbags. So they they try to rape the chick. They then lie to everybody about about the Razorback being out there killing her. They then try to murder Jake for no reason. Like like th- there's no evidence that like shows that that they like you know had anything to actually do with her death or whatever. But they feel the need to, to like attack Jake or whatever. Uh, when when Jake is injured, he sends his dog to go get Sarah. They fucking run over the dog, running down the street and shit. And it's like, god damn, all right. It's just, it just every every they 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 like left Carl to die, or whatever. So like they they were like fucking terrible, terrible like antagonists. And you wanted them to get their fucking come up. It's so hard and it's so lackluster. Uh, the the one guy falls down a hole, and you're like, okay, right? okay. And then Dicko, he gets eaten, but it's such a sporadic shot. That it's just like you don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, I mean, like I don't want them to like just get fucking just killed. Carl has a chance to, to kill both of them. And he's like, I can't do it because he's a fucking beta. <laughs> he's, he's fucking terrible. <sighs> Awful. Anyways, Allison. I think that's it. Okay, I'm so excited. What was your movie I'm again? So hard in this fucking mask. Dude. <laughs> I think it's the rope. <laughs> um. Okay. So my movie was uh, recommended to me by Donovan. Um, it is the Velocipaster. Um, Jason and I watched this the other day, 
and I could not stop laughing. Like, it was, it's labeled horror, but I literally laughed. Like, it's a short movie. It was, what, an hour and It was like an hour minutes. and ten minutes, something like that, yeah. Um, and I laughed for an hour and eleven minutes. Like, <laughs> it was hilarious. So, it right from the get-go, it starts off <laughs> with him. <laughs> Like, we're already laughing. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my gosh. So, he's, um, our main character is, uh, I can't even, jeez, we just watched it. Let me, I want to start off by reading the synopsis of this. Like, just the little, not even, the little blurb or whatever. Because if this doesn't make you watch, want to watch this movie, like, I don't even know where to begin with you. So, after losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. (laughs) So clearly this is checking like, all of the important boxes. I love that that it's it's, it's crime and ninjas. And ninjas. Yeah. So, and ninjas. so it's, it's the, the ninjas to are not crime. Period. New sentence. All right. And ninjas. There's so much more. You just gotta wait. The ninjas are wait. like not not also doing crime, but they're just there. It's just like you know he's fighting crime. No. And, and then also ninjas. They're are there. literally they're fighting crime and then then they fight the ninjas. So it's okay. <laughs> so it starts off with um with Pastor Jones Doug. It's our main character. His name is Doug Jones? His name is Doug Jones. Based off the actor? Doug no, Jones. No. I don't know. Whatever. It's a true story. So, <laughs> <laughs> and this first scene really just shows you what you're like what you're getting into. It sets the tone of the movie. It really does. So he he's giving his sermon and it you know, church is over and he goes out. And he sees across the street, he's standing on the steps of the church, he sees across the street, his parents are standing by their car, and he yells across the street, Mom and Dad! And he yells with the cheesiest, like, wave that you've ever seen, and they turn around like they're in some, you know, Viagra commercial, and they're super happy, and, you know, are waving back with their cheesy-ass smiles. I mean, who can't smell while having a boner? And then... (laughs) And then the, it cuts back to Doug. Um, he goes to cross the street to go to his parents, but you hear an explosion. It cuts back to where his parents are. The parents are gone. The car is gone. And it just says VFX car on fire. <laughs> That's all it says. <laughs> so, like, you can hear the explosion. You can hear the flames. And it just is text on the screen. Nice. And Doug falls to his knees and he yelled, like, when you said this is the movie that they were watching in Scary Movie, like, no, man. This This is is the movie movie they were watching. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So he falls to his knees and he, you know, reaches up to the skies and is, no. And the camera pans out and it takes much, much longer to pan out than necessary. And it's just really awkward and hilarious. So... Um, he, his, his pastor, you know, I guess it's like his mentor kind of, um, like discount Sam Elliott. It's like, I like to think of him. Um, he is talking to him, um, trying to console him in his grieving and he's like, just drink more wine. And they're drinking out of like, you know, the communion cup or whatever. And he just keeps throwing back the wine. And he's like, but why would God do this? And 
his friend tells him, you know, you need to go and, and test your faith. You need to go where you think God won't follow. And if you find him there, you know he's real. So, Some nice advice. I mean, that was a it good was It, it was, was good really stuff. good, yeah. Good stuff. Um, so <laughs> there's, he, he's like, I've got it. I know where I'm going to go. China. So he, <laughs> so he goes to China. And I guess China looks like my backyard because it's just woods he's he's walking through the woods like it's it is the woods and it feels like they just like went to their backyard to shoot the scene and like it's in so my good. movie like that you actually feel like they're in like deep woods and they're at like a park mm-hmm. hers looks like it's the backyard kind of woods there's a couple of trees to, but to, be, to be fair y'all have never been to china so they could easily have been in Beijing. You don't know what you're talking about. They could be. They could be. Because, could be. and then this is where we get our our first, not even our first great line. One of our great lines of this movie is he's looking at his compass and he's he's walking through the woods and he's moving the trees and everything. And he stops and he looks and he goes, China is east. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so as he's looking through the woods, we see this girl running through. Um, she's being chased by a ninja, and it is China. Yeah, China no, known for ninjas, right? N- so she's really. hauling ass through the woods. She gets shot by an arrow through the chest, and she falls down the hill and lands at Pastor Doug's feet. And he looks at her. He sees the arrow. She's covered in blood. And he says, "Are you hurt?" <laughs> <laughs> There's an arrow in her heart. <laughs> She says a bunch of stuff in Chinese. He doesn't understand any of it. And he she hands him this trinket and says, um, dragon warrior. Yeah. Like, I think she says it in Chinese, but it's like the subtitle. No, she own. says oh, that she in perfect English. Like, nothing else was in English. But then the rest of it is dragon warrior. Dragon warrior. All right. So, he... The ninja sees him, so he tries to take off. He cuts his hand, and then he gets in this, you know, he goes into this, like, trip or whatever. He passes out, and then he wakes up, and he's back at his church with his mentor friend there. And he's like, oh, did you have the same dream again? (laughs) So you don't really ever know if he went to China? (laughs) We assume he went to China because it was East, right? So I don't, anyways. Um... So basically, he's been having this reoccurring nightmare, and he's hungry. And his his is he hungry like the wolf? He must be more like a raptor. That's great. <laughs> okay, so he he, he should make my joke worse. That was, both jokes were terrible. <laughs> I know. N- nothing compares to this movie. Stop talking. <laughs> so his friend tells him, "Well, you just stay here and you know stay comfortable, and I'll go get you something to eat." Well. It's not enough. He needs to he needs to get out. So he leaves and he bumps into this hooker, just blows past her on the street, and the camera follows her. And this is where we meet Carol for the first time. Um hooker with a heart of gold, man. She is just She's a lovely woman. She's just so sweet. What's your vagina made out of? Also gold. <laughs> In her brains too, but we'll get to that later. So um but more importantly, she brings us to my favorite character her pimp frankie mermaid 
Um, Which I, I think Crow said. Yes. Yeah, like no, he, he like prefaced that like you know Frankie Mermaid's great. Frankie Mermaid is amazing. Yeah. She walks up. And he turns around. He says, Carol, hello. And then he backhands her and slams <laughs> her ass into the fucking wall. And I don't know. They are back and forth for a minute. And he says, I'm fucking Frankie Mermaid. Do you know why I'm Frankie Mermaid? She's got a lollipop and it's in her mouth. And she goes, mm, 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 mm. he's like, I can't fucking hear you. And she goes, because you're swimming in bitches. <laughs> One of the best lines I've ever heard. Of movie. It's so good. <laughs> she's telling her you need to make more money whatever where are you going tonight and she's gonna go to the park so she goes to the park guy comes to rob her and she is saved by a dinosaur and she just can't believe it and this dinosaur comes and, and kills this robber out of nowhere we see this amazing attack scene where it's just bits and pieces where you see like teeth you see claws um because the the robber's shooting a gun so it's all like just light flashes um which i love it was great yeah. and then when the death finally occurs it pans over to carol and you see the robber's head roll past her feet and it is just the cheapest mannequin head that you've ever seen. <laughs> it's literally like they just throw it's a mannequin. It's literally a mannequin head, and it's amazing. It's, it, so, just, it's so good. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so the next day, um, Doug wakes up in Carol's bed. Carol comes in, and she looks at him, and she said, Last night was amazing. And he looks down and like clearly is naked and he doesn't know what's going on. And he's like thinking they had sex. So he's, you know, oh, well, this my child, this can never happen again. And uh, she's like, what what do you mean? He's like, well, you know, was this was my first time. Was this your first time? And she's like, yeah, he's like, so, <laughs> I don't know where like this whole conversation goes on and it's clear he's talking about sex. And I don't know where she would get the confusion that they're talking about him being a fucking dinosaur, but whatever. So she tells him you turned into a dinosaur and you killed a person last night. And he's like, what? No. She's like, come on, I'll show you the body. And he's like, well, do you have clothes I can wear? So we go back to the woods. He's in, the tightest <laughs> dress like he would have been better off naked okay you can see everything um she shows him the body he's kind of freaking out that's when she tells him that she's a hooker and for some reason he's more upset about the fact that she's a hooker than the fact that he just killed a person um but it's okay because she defends it she's not just a hooker she's also an pre-med law student perfect classic degree pre-law med i'm sorry pre-law med most people are right. pre-law med though it's like on uh Grey's anatomy right i legit yeah, had exactly. to rewind it i was like did she just say pre-law med what the fuck <laughs> is that <laughs> um all right what what okay so she tries to convince him like we can we can use this for good you know we can stop you saved my life we can do this for good we can use this for good and and kill all the criminals kill all the bad people and 
he doesn't want to, so he he runs back to church. He's got to go to the confessional right now. Um, so he's running in the dress, and he somehow finds like his his robes or whatever on the way. He runs into the confessional and he sits down, and there's a person in the confessional waiting for him, and it's Frankie fucking Mermaid, um, who <laughs> has come in and he said, "Well, it's been like two fucking years since I've confessed. So I've got a lot of shit, you know, like uh, you know, drugs and rape and murder and you know, uh." this and oh i had two people killed actually it was really crazy i had two people killed you know a couple weeks ago right in front of this fucking church too and (gasps) plot twist plot twist okay so frankie mermaid fucking killed doug's parents but he was hired by someone to do so so doug's trying to keep calm but the dinosaurs starting to rear his head right clever girl (laughs) (laughs) he finally breaks dinosaur claw comes through the wall and he kills frankie mermaid and takes off so he gets like two scenes yeah they're the they're two amazing scenes like there needs to be a spinoff with frankie mermaid i would love i want like a prequel of frankie mermaid and how he got into the pimp life that's all i that's what i want so he goes back to um carol's house he's like I killed this guy. She ends up finding out it was Frankie Mermaid. And they decide they're going to fight crime together. He's like, but you're going to have to help me because I don't know anything about dinosaurs. And she says, that's okay. I don't know anything about God. So she's going to teach him about dinosaurs while he teaches her about God. Is there like a really cool montage? Yes! I was just about to get into that. So they, they're going to teach each other this stuff. It's, it's quiet for a moment. And you kind of get a, a feeling like they might kiss for a second. And then they high five the cheesiest fucking high five you've ever seen. And then it goes into like the classic teen movie makeover montage. Like I've got this book and we're doing this and they're laughing and they're, you know, they're sharing things and dropping shit and picking it laughing. You know, your your basic ass teen movie montage it's great um we learned a little bit more about the ninjas at this point um just that they're training there's like a, a head ninja he's got uh h-e-n-i-c yeah hey, head ninja in head charge ninja <laughs> in charge um he's got his assistant his second his yeah. second in command or whatever <laughs> Um, his character's name is legit Sam the White Ninja. Um, yeah, he's, he's a white guy. Everyone else is Asian. He's white. Though. That's not accurate either. Oh, that's but, true. Pretty accurate. But he's extra white. Like his name Kip. His real name is Jesse. Oh. So super white. Um, he. Uh, so they have a, their little moment, and they're gonna take over things. They they've got the drugs work in the way they want and they don't reveal the whole plan at this time but you know that they've got things in the works um but that this dragon warrior is causing trouble for them so there's that um then we find out father stewart doug's friend um has been reaching out to people trying to get an exorcism for him okay um to rid him of this dinosaur and the only person who can make time for them is Dave Navarro. 
Is that in the movie? No. Oh, <laughs> it looks like him. It looks like Would have been dope. It would have been so good. Um, but no, this guy looks like David Barr. But so he comes in and he's, you know, performing some sort of seance, which I guess is their exorcism. I don't know. But uh, we go into a flashback. Um, the last time that Father Stewart had to talk to this guy was back in Vietnam. Okay. So we have a Vietnam flashback. <laughs> we are again back in somebody's backyard walking through and they're talking about the war and uh, he's with his buddy Ali and he's talking about his girl back home and he wants to start a family with her Adel- Adeline. Yeah. Adeline. Adeline. And um he wants to start a, a family with Adeline and Ollie's telling him, you know, you go, you start that family with Adeline and you, you have sons and you name one of those sons after me. And he's telling him all this stuff. It's so fucking cheesy. And he's, you know, you look at him with this smile that you tell him your buddy from the war always had this smile. And then he just gets blown the fuck up like out of nowhere <laughs> while he's giving this little speech. Where's so. hell, you know? He's devastated, and he ends up making it through the war, and they are, um, I don't know if they're still in Vietnam, I don't know, he, he is about to be reunited with Adeline, and you see her running across the field, and he's so excited, and she's running at him, and he's standing there waiting for her, and she gets about two feet away from him and steps on a landmine and blows <laughs> to fucking shit. And he's like covered in blood. Like, it's such a great fucking scene. <laughs> like, it, it was perfectly edited where there's a body and then it was like blood just splashed all over him. It was, it was fantastic. Um, so they tried to do the exorcism, um, which failed terribly he injured father Stewart really bad you think he's dead at this point um so he's kind of remorseful he takes off again he gets attacked by ninjas he fights them off he makes it back to carol's house and he's like he's hiding she makes it home and for some reason he's sitting on the floor next to her bed covered in newspapers (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have no clue why and she comes home and he uncovers himself from the newspapers and she, you know she's she realizes he's injured and um basically they talk for a minute and then the Pearl Jam music video sex scene happens that you've got Is it, boxes uh, Jeremy spoken it, Jeremy's Chase literally Chase said he's like you could take the music out of this and play Jeremy over this and it would fit. He's like, weird. <laughs> I mean, it was like this weird sex it was montage. So trippy, like just hands reaching across and weird lighting and like different colors and it, it was, was just like missing an old man with a shirt off. That was like the only thing that was. It missing. was. It, I was just dying the whole time. Um, and it's really long too. Yeah, it's not just like a little. I mean, it's, it's like, not like a like a thirty a quick, second thing. Mo- like, it lasted like three four minutes. It was, the it movie. was a lot. It's just montage. Um, so funny. So they have sex, and then they're awoken the next morning by ninjas jumping in the windows. So the ninjas have tracked them down. They've found them, and somehow 
injured Doug, not as a dinosaur, and Carol the hooker fight off and kill three ninjas. <laughs> One of the ninjas, luckily, before they died, told us <laughs> exactly where their hideout that. is. That's literally a line. They, the they literally get to their hideout. And, like, they say the line of, luckily one of your ninjas told us where it was before no, he died. No, no, it cut away to a different... We cut away to find out Father Stewart's still alive, but yeah. he's been captured by the ninjas. And he's learning their whole plan right now. And then it cuts back, and Doug says, thank goodness that one ninja told us exactly where their base was before he died. <laughs> it's so good. So they're getting prepped and ready, and he somehow found a leather jacket. I don't know, so now he's cool. Um, but basically, the ninjas, their plan is to spread Christianity across the world. Those bastards. And they're, the way they're going to do this is by getting people hooked on drugs. And then they're going to take the drugs away. Okay. So then the drug addicts have to go to... Church? Um, like 12-step programs. That are religion based. There's so much money in that. So, so that yeah. they become Christians. Gotcha. So this is their evil master plan. So and they have uh, the Chinese the Christian ninjas. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes. Um so they have the best evil laughs. Um as they Can talk about it? their no, because it changes. It's a weird thing. Like, the white ninja is like, yeah. And then he, like, decides to try out a new one. He'll, yeah, like he'll that. be laughing. And then it, it's, you know, it's it's crazy. Um, so he gets to the camp and he is going to fight all these guys. He's taking them out. He, uh, Carol's kicking ninja ass in like some skin tight jumpsuit leotard thing or whatever to the point that the ninjas are running to get bigger ninjas because they're <laughs> so scared of the hooker um he transforms into a dinosaur he's doing the whole thing and then the the big ninja comes out not the head guy. There's a, a larger guy comes out with a sword. He walks up to Carol. She's standing there like she's on Mortal Kombat waiting for the fight to start. And uh, he just comes with the sword and just slashes her across the chest and she dies. <laughs> <laughs> so he runs over and he holds Carol and she's having this, you know, death scene and he's upset. And meanwhile, <clears throat> the ninjas are across the field and some of them are tearing up and they've got like their arms around each other and they're like, oh so sweet you know they're uh, they're visibly shaken about carol's death as well weren't they fighting carol yep yeah they were kicking her <laughs> yeah, ass they were. she was kicking their asses it's okay so she dies he kills all the ninjas so then the sidekick guy comes out and we find out another plot twist it's doug's brother that he forgot he had oh no and that's why the hit was hired on his parents because he felt betrayed by his parents. And that's why he's been practicing the evil laugh. Because they would all laugh all the time and they left him out of the laughs. Okay? Yep. So good. So, <laughs> um, he says he doesn't want to use his ancestral sword to kill Doug with. 
so he sets it aside and uh then doug uses it to kill him your ancestors are my ancestors and kills him and then he ends up killing the um master ninja or whatever he's poisoned his leg doesn't work he can't transform but his his hands can still be a dinosaur so he rips his head off and then it's another mannequin head but with eyebrows and stuff Natural. Um, but then Carol is saved. The doctor saves Carol. She's fine. She says she's fine twice. And he's like, so you're fine? And then the text comes up on the screen and says she's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he gave up his priesthood and they're going to travel the world. I think a, a really good line would have been if uh, she got cut. And she's like, no, it's fine. Um, I actually got like... <laughs> Bigger boobs put in, you know. <laughs> now I'm twice as good, or something like that, you know. And, and like, you know, she just didn't have her scar anymore. She just has like really big leg and bazongas. Nice. Totally. So like, it, 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 I guess it ends there, or that's yeah. Okay. And they've got a sequel planned. Oh, they do. Yeah. Nice. I'm really excited. I'm sorry. So like, I wanted to cut that down shorter, but there was literally, I'm like, what do you leave out there? So you didn't like telling us the entire movie. The entire yes. movie. It's a lot. I couldn't not do it though. So much of it was good. By review, I mean I'm gonna tell you scene for scene. Scene for scene. This is the movie. Now you have to go watch it. It's funny it's too because like I feel like the actors are porno stars that like he got for this movie. Like the way they act and even just the way they look. Like you could look at them, both of them. Like I bet they've done porn. Like hopefully. Yeah, you can just tell. Okay, guys, so since since this rang kind of long, uh, what I'm going to do is we're going to stop <laughs> here and then do another episode uh, that's all Lovecraft Country. Because I, I don't think it's fair to hold anybody hostage for, for like two hours. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so uh, what, what would you apologies. rate this movie? I'm sorry. That's fine. What, what, what would you rate this movie? <laughs> um, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Uh, mine's uh, three out of five kangaroos. <laughs> nice. Uh, mine's, I believe, a five out of ten. But if you were, a, you know, an inspiring filmmaker or you just love found footage movies, I'd say six or seven. Because I mean, what they did for twelve thousand dollars, I mean, it was very impressive. It's pretty impressive. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, that was our, our reviews of the movie challenge rotating chair. Uh, as always, you can follow us uh, on Facebook, on Twitter at at Into Geek, uh, on Instagram. Is it just just like Into Geek Facebook also? and Instagram is at Into Geek Podcast. Gotcha. Yes. Twitter is at Into Geek. So thank you so much for listening. To, come back next week. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, we're we're supposed to be doing a a, a seance and and some ghost hunting stuff. Uh, we'll be talking about the most haunted locations in all of America. And uh, also, I will be giving you my my top ten underrated horror list, and probably talk about my other list. Who knows? Just, just list, list, list. Whatever. Whatever. So, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Until next time. Boy. <laughs> <laughs>